0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today. Lots going on right now, and we're going to debate about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports and talk about all of the playoff action that's been going on in the NBA and in the NHL. I'm your host, Wes to Joining me today, Brandon Farrell, Anthony Fertini. Guys, what's happening?
1: What's up? Boys, we're back.
0: What's up? What's up? What's up at y'all? was the weekend
1: pretty busy weekend honestly it's a good time went out for yeah. uh went out for ed's birthday and uh we'll just leave it at that
0: <laughs> what would yes. what'd you do just, just strip club what <laughs> no no
1: that's <laughs> no nah. that stuff's not even open i don't think we uh oh
2: you'll find one that's open
1: honestly probably you would um <laughs> No, we uh, went to a uh, a winery around here with a bunch of people. So, yeah, I was responsible. Just saying, I was the driver. So, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Look I'm at you being guys. like flex. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite. Nah, of that. pretty
0: mellow. Pretty mellow weekend. Pretty mellow weekend. It was like a bit hot, but um,
1: summer. Yeah, nothing too over. shabby.
0: Yeah, I know, dude. I, I'm like, I woke up today and I was like, I told Shannon, I was like, it kind of feels like June. Because we got like <laughs> NHL and NBA playoffs going on. And then next thing you know, I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, football's two weeks away. I know. Yeah,
2: that's crazy.
0: And I've been doing like a bunch of fantasy stuff, getting ready for fantasy. And I'm just like, I'm not, I don't, yeah, am not ready for it to be September already. Like, we got so brought- much going on right
1: now people are asking me to do fantasy and then I see some of my friends doing fantasy and we're still in hockey and basketball and baseball. And I'm thinking fantasy football. I'm like, we got about three more months until we hit fan- until we hit yeah. fantasy football. Then I have to remember that everything's messed up because of the coronavirus. So, but yeah, I heard people are starting to get their uh, fantasy going. I got my draft on Friday.
0: Brandon, you got that dynasty league, right?
1: Yeah,
2: I don't that starts I think we're drafting uh Labor Day weekend. We it's actually Wes, I was telling you about it. We have like I think there's like 14 bench spots. So, it's a it's a deep league as far as uh bench bench players go, but I mean we got 10 guys in the league.
0: For people who do dynasty leagues, I I give it up to them because that must be really hard cuz you got to pretty much scrape at the bottom of the barrel and base your projections on like Two or three years from now, if you have good exactly. league owners, that's yep. insane.
2: Yeah. You got to It's like a full-time job. <laughs> you got to stay up to date with how these players are doing, make trades at the right time.
0: Do you do salary caps or no?
2: No, we don't do it. Like, we don't get that, that in depth.
0: Cause like people go into salary caps and dynasty leagues. And I'm just like, dude, that's, in, that's incredible.
2: That's too much. I'm not trying to be yeah. the
0: owner. <laughs> you might as well be the owner.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously. If I'm going to get into salary
1: caps, I need
0: to be getting paid. <laughs> and we'll just offer, like, all right, I'll put a dollar on uh, Jonathan Taylor. That's yeah. it. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll put 50 cents on Nick Chubb, and I'll put the other <laughs> 75 cents on Baker. He'll put That's $30. all I can spend. <laughs> He'll put $30 on uh, uh, Tua Tua Vailoa. Yeah, Braxton right. Or. or, like, yeah, I'll put yeah 30 bucks <laughs> on him and then a penny on Tua
0: Remember when you were like, oh, Braxton Miller's going to tear it up for the Browns? And then I don't even think he made the <laughs> roster. You remember that? I was, last uh, yeah, year yeah, you were yeah. like, oh yeah, Braxton Miller's going to put up like, he's going to be a game changer for that Browns offense. And then the I think he got cut the Miller? last. Yeah. Remember well, that look, old man, Ohio State quarterback?
1: I was so I was no. so pumped up for him just to see what he was going to do because I know how athletic he was. And I know how athletic he is at all. Or was at Ohio State. So he kind of just reminded me almost of Terrell Pryor making that, that uh, switch to wide receiver. But Terrell Pryor was a stud when he was wide receiver, as far as just like size and stuff like that. Ooh. But Terrell, I mean, uh, Braxton Miller, just yeah, I just got too pumped up about the Buckeyes at that point. So <laughs> I'll admit it. No- nothing happened there.
2: My bad. Are you guys watching the Raptors game?
1: No, I'm, I'm pre- not,
2: but pre- I, pre- I pre- do pre- have
0: pre- the Raptors covering. Man, I, guy, Van Noy had an incredible three the other day, though.
2: This dude, Powell, just dunked over, like, three people. Siakam? No, no. Um, How's that guy's name with the Afro on the Nets?
0: Oh, dude, the, yeah, that guy's got
1: hops.
2: Yeah, Powell just dunked over him. That was, that was, that was crazy.
1: So, it's – what uh, – what um quarter is it in that game third the third uh is there a game after that
2: uh yeah there's one more game i think it's the jazz and the nuggets
1: all right perfect so brenda you give an update in the nba i'll give a live update in the nhl and uh we'll be good and then weston just mediate the whole thing
2: live update right now this dude powell is
1: just on fire Bruins and lightning are in the middle of the national anthems, so that's where well, those
0: guys are uh getting ready to watch hockey and uh Brandon's watching basketball. I'll go through uh some fantasy sport ad read right now. And uh yeah, so football's 2 weeks away. NBA's in full swing with the playoffs. MLB is obviously full swing in the season. So go ahead over to Thrive Fantasy and get some daily fantasy in and then try to make some money. So Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sport app for player props. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on the likelihood to occur. The more points uh, selected... A selection is worth the riskier it is but on your favorite players or players you would think that will have an exceptional game from the top leagues of the nfl nba mlb and more rack up most points to win any kind of prize pools that they will have dustin johnson absolutely shredded it up in the pga today so they got golf pools and, and any kind of pools so download the app and visit thrivefantasysports.com or go to the bottom of the page of our website at benchbrosports.com and use the promo code BENCHBROS to receive a $20 bonus for your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code BENCHBROS. So best of luck and have fun. Go visit Thrive Fantasy and use promo code BENCHBROS.
1: Dustin Johnson today, boys. 30 Dude. under, he finished. 1. 11 strokes plus t- earnings.
0: Yeah, 11 strokes Th- ahead of the next guy.
1: 11 of the next guy.
0: I think he's the number one golfer now.
1: 30 under. Incredible. Um, but the thing is, I forgot who it was. Maybe Matt Kuchar. I don't remember who it was exactly. But somebody said, if I'm playing against Dustin Johnson, I just want to go out there and increase my bank account. I don't really care about winning. Did you see that? I don't yeah. know exactly who it was.
0: I mean, Dustin Johnson has been on the tear this year.
1: Yeah, some people just get hot streaks, man. Look at Brooks Koepka is not even in here, and he was tearing it up.
0: Well, Pretty he um
1: about that. Well, no, he he didn't even play. His hamstring yeah. issue. I thought I thought it was his knee, or knee or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's
0: out of the U.S. Open. Yeah, I know, which sucks. So I'll go with the NBA first, since we did the NHL first last week. If you listen to our NBA podcast, it wasn't really we kind of jinxed everybody, but the 76ers got swept by the Boston Celtics uh celtics absolutely dominated and the 76ers looked like they didn't even show up um lebron james has been on a tear he had 36 or 38 points last night as the lakers have just been dominating the portland trailblazers ever since game one and luka Dontich has been on fire for this mavericks team going up against the clippers luka had a triple double today of a 40 point triple double and ended up hitting the game winner to make that series two to two. Some other key series, the Jazz are outballing the Denver Nuggets. Um, that game is later tonight, game four. Raptors are trying to finish out the Brooklyn Nets today. That game is on right now. Milwaukee Bucks have been surging too ever since game one. Uh, I think they beat the Magic by 30 points yesterday, and Giannis has been. Doing incredible things. So, Brandon, your thoughts so far on the playoffs, round one? I know we uh, kind of jinxed everybody and uh, Clippers have been falling off. The Blazers have been falling off. So what what, what can we say and what can't we say?
2: <laughs> yeah, we definitely jinxed everybody. But I do think the safe <laughs> thing to say right at this moment now is that the Nets are going to get swept. Uh, the Raptors are going to move on um philly got swept i mean kind of kind of just like i figured philly didn't show up um they shouldn't even came um i think the jazz are going to move on they're going to take care of the nuggets in the next few games but as far as the the series that i'm watching right now the the lakers and the blazers i still have faith in the blazers i mean i'm not going to give up faith i mean lebron and ad have kind of woken up a little bit but I still have faith in the Blazers, man. I'd really like to see the Blazers put the put the Lakers out in the first round.
0: Yeah, the Lakers in Game Two finally gave AD the ball, and AD finally figured out that he was seven feet tall and can just <laughs> dunk over everybody. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it was. The white side was just no match for you, or um, Nurkic, and then LeBron finally scored a Game Three. Mm-hmm. Like in order to win against all these teams is that they need those two guys to be the dominant factor.
2: That's the reason they signed them,
0: Dude, I don't know what... Danny Green has just been a ghost, too. And we get, we're going to get into somebody else, too, when it comes to uh, no-show in the playoffs. But uh, it seems like Danny Green is just going to be like a role player from now on. Like He's never going to get the ball. He just keeps missing shots. And this was not the Danny Green we saw in Toronto.
2: Well, they signed Danny Green to be the three-point shooter that he is, and he hasn't he just hasn't done that.
0: I I don't know if he's like keeps getting like manicures in that bubble that keeps throwing him off with the hangnails. I don't know, it's been really bad, but I think Dame, Damian Lillard is going to try to play. He did dislocate his left index finger, and that's not his shooting hand, so it shouldn't really affect him that much, I don't think. But
2: I think he I can mean, still play. I think he'll be all
0: right. Yeah, it's on, it's on his uh, holding hand. Is that what it's called, a holding hand? I'm not really caught up on my basketball like knowledge.
2: Well, as long as it's not a shooting the, hand.
0: Yeah, the, it's like the non-shooting hand. Well, That, that would have been better. But yeah, non-shooting hand. I think CJ McCollum needs to step up a little bit more. But that, might, that series might be done if the Blazers don't win the next one. I mean you go down 3-1 to the Lakers and it's been three straight wins for the Lakers. I don't know how the Blazers could totally catch up with that cuz they kind of ride on momentum. I mean look at what Dame Time does to that team.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um the only thing is man, I mean the Lakers just besides LeBron and AD, it's nobody else is really playing playing big time. I mean they're not they're not hitting all their shots. They really don't have any key players around these two guys, and if either one of them is not on the floor, they're not really making noise. You know, they're yeah. not really putting up points, they're not really they're not taking control of the game if LeBron or AD is not on the floor. And AD right. didn't do a damn thing in game one, but like you said, he finally realized he's the dominant factor on that court, and nobody could really match up with him, and he started playing.
0: Yeah, and he's got a shot, too. He can utilize that shot as well. And I know you said the magic could potentially beat the Bucs, but that kind of felt.
2: Yeah, I mean the bucks have woken up. Uh, Giannis, I think, realized after game one, <laughs> him and that team need to step it up if they want to move on and 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 get a little break before round two. So, if right. they can put the put the put the magic out. The sooner, the better.
0: Have you have you seen the heat as well? I mean, the Heat have been balling out like crazy too with um, Jimmy Butler? Has- Duncan Robinson has been outstanding. I saw a crazy stat where, like, Duncan Robinson has been hitting 80% of his three-point shots, which is absurd with the amount of three – because all he does is just kind of, like, run around, get it, and then just takes a shot from the perimeter, and it's pretty much a sinker every single time. Right. I mean, they, they have a lot of guys that are on fire right now.
2: Yeah, he'd have been playing really well. Getting Jimmy Butler was the best move they could make <laughs> And Hassan Whiteside goes from the Heat, um, which ha- haven't been contenders. I and mean, yeah. Now he's on the Blazers. Granted, they are contenders, but the way the Heat have been playing, he'd be in a much better position this season.
0: Yeah, probably. They're missing a big body down low. That uh-huh. might cost him against the Bucks, trying to guard Giannis. That, well, I don't that's they who they would probably the be. Yeah, but I'm saying that's probably who they'd be playing. They would have to rely on hitting all their three-point shots.
2: For sure. For sure. And that's the thing. And that's another thing, uh, as far as matchups go. I mean the Pacers are a really good team, and I think if the Pacers would have matched up against the Celtics, um, it would I think the I, I don't know, man. That would have been I think that would have been a six or seven game series.
0: Yeah, well aren't the Pacers missing somebody?
2: Uh they're not missing Onland Depot, are they?
0: No, nah, he's been playing. I think I think it's um Ah man, who is it? It's one of the Euro guys.
2: I'm not sure. He was
0: a, he was an all star last year. Ah man, I gotta look. That's gonna bother me now. But yeah, I mean, Toronto and Boston will match up because they're two and three. So, so a Dra- no Dragic plays for the Heat. Dragic has been playing good too for the Heat. But who I I forget who it is. But anyway, yeah, it just seems like they're missing a the, like. They're a good team, the Pacers are. It just seems like they're missing like a nice piece down low.
2: That's how they were last season, too. They, they were a good team, but they're just missing something.
0: Yeah. The series I want to touch on is um, this Mavs and Clippers series. Because Luke Dantich established himself as a top five player in this NBA. I mean, he sprained his ankle in game three and came out today with 40 plus points and recorded a triple double and the game winning shot he has been outstanding he's been taking on Kawhi, lou williams uh patrick beverly on in one of ones and he's just been going around guys getting to the rim pulling up with the uh backstep shot and then hitting deep from three i mean he has been amazing and i said this on twitter The Mavs are going to be, in three or four years, they're going to win a championship if they're able to keep Kristaps Porzingis, which I think he's a free agent this year. Tim Hardaway has been playing great. Seth Curry has been a great addition for them. I mean, this Mavs team has a great piece in Luka Doncic to be a championship contender. Right now, they're giving the championship favorites a run for their money.
2: They definitely have a chance. I mean, I don't know about this year, but... I mean the way Luca played this game, and the way the Mavericks even came out in the end of this game to get it into overtime. I I don't think that they're going to get past round one. I don't think they're going to make it past the Clippers this season. But I do agree with you as far as them being a contender within the next few years. Um, they have plenty of talent. If they added one or two more pieces, to be a bit deeper they, they, bench. Yeah. For sure, and granted, I mean Porzingis has been battling injuries for most of the season.
0: Yeah, he didn't play today. I think he went out um, earlier. But the fact that Luca got a, it looked like a really bad ankle sprain in Game Three, but and he put up thirty points in that game, and then he comes back today, went through a lot of medical treatment just to be good to go for Game Four, and just ball out like that. And I mean Kawhi Leonard had a good game too. He he just like got overshadowed by Luca. Because Luka, I mean, this guy can pass. He, he can do it all, man. And I think when you look at the list of the top five players in the NBA, Luka's right there with LeBron, Giannis, still, Kawhi is still there, KD. Even though KD didn't play, he's still like a predominant top five player. And then Luka's right there. I mean, if you want to pick between Damian Lillard and Luka, I'm going to pick Luka. Well, Luka, Luka has a clutch gene, allowed. too.
2: Yeah, Luca's more well-rounded. He's tall. Um, uh, man, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know about top five. Um, we're talking for the season for sure. I'm
1: but, talking
0: right now. Yeah, like right, like right now. If you were to do a ranking based off of like the 2020 season prior, Luca's top five to me. Well, yeah, I mean, the AD's he's gotten. A lot. I mean, Luca shows up every single game he plays, and when he gets hurt, he comes right back. Yeah, I mean, look at where he's
2: gotten the Mavericks already.
0: Yeah, and he's a tough guy too. He'll go up against anybody.
2: Well, he's come. He he came from, he came from a European league, man. I mean, they they this is that's not the NBA. <laughs> it's a it's a tough that's league.
0: that's more close to the NHL for basketball references, right there. <laughs> the exactly, Euro yeah. leagues, exactly.
2: <laughs> and that's why he's so tough.
0: Yeah, and he's shined, and I don't know how Paul George got the playoff P nickname, but, dude, he, he's been awful.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, he came out a little bit last season. You know, he was in the MVP running, and now this season it's it's it hasn't been the same. I mean, I think he was definitely a good piece to get with Kawhi, especially how, with, with the rest of their pieces that they have and how deep their bench is. But... <clears throat> If Paul George wants to wants to be one of the best or one of the greats, he's got to have an MVP like season every year. Almost, he's got to be Harden like. He's got to be like a James Harden. James Harden plays MVP like every season.
0: Like and as the Clippers' number two guy, you got to be able to hit anything. I mean, NBA Twitter is just roasting Paul George, calling him Paddington P, like all these incredible nicknames, disappointment P. Like, I don't even know how he got playoff P. He hasn't won a championship yet, has he? No. no. He, exactly. He, he, so what, I don't remember one playoff moment from Paul George besides maybe one game winner when he was in Indiana.
2: Well, I mean, you can get a nickname and it could stick. It doesn't mean that's like, you know, you're doing it all the time.
0: What, what's the score of the Raptors game? Uh-huh. I know the Raptors have been kind of getting...
2: Right now it's 104-83 to 83 and it's only the third quarter.
0: Oh, man. So they must be hitting a lot of shots. I mean, the Nets have – this is good experience for the Nets with um, Kyrie and KD out figuring out, like, who's going show up and who can be key role players for that team.
2: Well, I mean, the Nets are, aren't, a, aren't a bad team. Um, and if they get Kyrie and KD back, they'll definitely be playoff contenders for the next few seasons.
0: Yeah. But um, last thing about the NBA, and then we'll get into uh, Mr. Ice over there that has just been waiting. Um, Mr. Ice. Yeah, he's been
2: breathing. He's been breathing heavily to get his word in. On, on yeah, on there we go, on, boys. Guys, hurry up. Wrap
1: up this <laughs> basketball talk. Got hacky to talk about.
0: <laughs> so we'll we'll touch on um pretty much who we liked in the postseason during that uh, playoff talk that we had that you can check out on uh, Apple Podcasts. Company man, uh, we love the Boston Celtics, and Boston Celtics literally kicked the 76ers ass every single game. It wasn't really close at all. So is Boston really going to be cakewalking through the Raptors? I'm not sure, but they seem like a legit team to come out of the East. They should not be slept on. I mean, like they Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, and Jason Tatum have incredible chemistry for Kimba Walker. Just literally getting there this season. Mm -hmm.
2: The Celtics and the Raptors are definitely going to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals, but it's it's going to be a seven game series.
0: Well, they will have to meet next round because they're the higher seeds, and if Milwaukee wins, then Milwaukee will get the
2: Milwaukee.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which sucks because that would be an awesome uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But the way Boston has just been playing, like they're so they're so great when it comes to chemistry right now. And they can pretty much hit shots anywhere. Jason Tatum has been outstanding, too. Kimba Walker, I think, had a 30-point game. And they just absolutely took advantage of the 76ers team who didn't look like they wanted to be there. It looked like they were really confused at times. And it seems like that was the last um, game for Brett Brown coaching for the 76ers. I feel like he's going to get most of the blame. But what do you think as a fellow 76ers fan?
2: I think the same. I think Brent Brown's time is up. Um, If if they were going to make their their push for the finals, it was going to be last year. I mean, they had all the pieces for it. When they went out and got Horford um, and Josh Johnson or Josh Richardson this season, they they didn't bring anything to the table for the Sixers. And Tobias Harris wasn't the same player that he was last year. Since he came over from the Clippers, he hasn't been the same player. Um, I mean, they had pretty much the Eastern Conference all-star team together last year. Simmons, and Embiid, uh, Harris. Um, who else am I missing on that team last year? Oh, JJ? JJ Redick. Yeah, they had, they had all the pieces. If it wasn't for, again, I'm going to go back to this Kawhi game-winning shot. I mean, obviously, that was nothing but luck. Hitting that shot, fading away in the corner with Joel Embiid all over you. That was nothing but luck. I still think Philly should have won that game and should have moved on. And I think they should have made a push for the finals. But seeing the way that they're going now, I think they're going to start rebuilding again. They're going to get a new coach. And they're going to start building around Embiid and Simmons. They're just now they need to figure out the pieces to the puzzle again.
0: I feel like it's more than just... The head coach. I feel like the general manager's gotta be checked out to see if, like what are you gonna do with him? Are you gonna keep him? I don't know what the general manager's name, but I mean you need shooters on that team. That's what it comes down to. Because MB, he can hit from downtown, but he's not gonna be your predominant three point shooter. Ben Simmons still can't hit a jumper. I mean, he'll hit against like a scrimmage Chinese team that he did this year. But until he gets a jump shot, he, he's pretty much only a, one force guy you only gotta worry about him passing the ball driving the lane and putting it up that's it on offense so i feel like they're gonna have to rebuild that roster just to fit around those two guys and if you want to keep one of those two guys i mean who knows maybe they'll want to trade some of those guys for maybe another big time piece maybe trade away if they can because it seems like they want to keep ben simmons I trying to disagree me and you both were like we you should trade ben simmons last year for probably like a big time draft pick or whatever but it's like ben simmons is going to be their guy
2: yeah I, I would definitely not want to keep ben simmons and i'd much rather have him be needs a more well-rounded player he's got a jump shot he's a big body he can drive the lane he makes great defensive plays um and again i think they should have got rid of simmons and kept Butler. And we, it shows in the way Butler's been playing this year for the for the Heat.
0: Yeah. Can you blame Butler, though, for going to Miami from Philadelphia?
2: I mean, nobody wants I mean, to play in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, they have a great culture. <laughs> but, again, nobody wants to play. I mean, yeah, you'd rather be in Miami than Philly. But, you know, who wants to play for, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a team in the middle of nowhere.
0: Minnesota? I mean, that's where Jimmy Butler was before in Philly.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of these places I understand you don't want to go and play there, but if there's other players there that you'd want to play with, I could see it. But Jimmy Butler is the guy in Miami now.
1: What's that dude's name from Philly? Um, Joel Embiid? Yeah. Joel Embiid. Is that the dude you guys said has no jump shot? No, that's
0: Simmons. No, Ben oh, Simmons.
1: Because I saw him, the game, I saw the 76ers game today, a little bit of it. Against what was the Celtics, and it was it was not really that good at all. They were leaving guys. They were leaving. There was no energy. The guys they were leaving them open at the three point line, and they were missing every single three point. I've seen like Steph Curry and LeBron James and all those guys under serious pressure during games and just sinking threes, and then these guys had no pressure and they were missing the rim. Dude, I understand
2: apples to oranges there. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it's still NBA. I mean, you should be able to at least hit the rim.
2: Yeah, but I mean,
0: it's kind of hard hard when the seven footer is standing in front of you with his hand. No, no,
1: they were wide open, is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is like there was nobody near them, so the pressure's off. That's it's one thing if it was like Shaq going from the third uh, third the uh, three point line, you know, but it's like. It's different the game nowadays and then they had there's no nobody in front of them. It's like a breakaway shot and then you just miss the net completely. I don't care if you're on defense or offense, whatever you are, Wes, you know if you're on a breakaway, you got to hit the net even if it's right in the goalie's chest.
0: Dude, you want to hear a funny story about that game? So, it was actually a really bad beat. So, I had the Celtics minus 7. They were covering the whole entire game and then the last second like Sixers were like down by eight or whatever. And then they get fouled, hit, hit it. And it's like the Celtics are up by seven. So I'm like, okay, I can push then or I'll get my money back or whatever. And then freaking Joel Embiid with like one second left, just like puts up a shot and then freaking drills it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I just lost.
1: <laughs> yeah. With
0: the dumbass three point shot that didn't make a difference in the game at all.
1: Sports betting, man. It's tough.
0: It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. They, Celtics were covering the whole game.
1: They definitely looked like the better team, and I don't watch basketball yeah. much, but they definitely looked like the better team, especially when I saw they were up 3-0 in the series.
0: Yeah, they swept them.
1: I'm excited for this Bruins-Lightning uh, Bruins game right now. This is going to be really good.
0: Do you want Mr. Pucks or Mr. Ice?
1: Uh, let's do... Poxy. <laughs> oh, poxy. Let's do Mr. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll do Mr. Pox.
0: So we're into the second round of the NHL playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> so Boston ended up winning their series against Carolina in a five game series. Um, Andreas Festikoff was a big blow to them. Um, they weren't really able, but all the games are pretty close. So, so much for the Carolina Hurricanes. My dark horse picked them to go far. So Boston looks like they're back in full swing. They won that series. Capitals got blasted by the Islanders. They did win a game though. So we didn't get swept. Thank goodness. It did cost Todd uh, Reardon his job. Islanders won that series four to one. The lightning won an incredible series against the blue jackets. Blue jackets blew a three to one lead against the Tampa Bay lightning. Ended up losing in overtime. That was the series dagger. So the Lightning are playing the Boston Bruins. And then the Philadelphia Flyers, it was a tough series for them going against Montreal, tough physical. They ended up outlasting uh, the Habs and Carey Price and the Canadians. They won that series in six games, so the Flyers would be taken on the Islanders. And out west in Edmonton, uh, the Golden Knights took care of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, won that series in five games. Colorado absolutely demolished Arizona by back-to-back 7-1 victories against them in Game 4 and 5. Dallas Stars were down 3-1 against uh, Calgary Flames in Game 6, but then scored seven seven unanswered goals to win 7-3 in Game 6. They won that series. The biggest upset of all was the Vancouver Canucks upsetting the reigning Stanley Cup champions, uh, the St. Louis Blues. They won that series in six games, so it will be the Canucks versus the Golden Knights. And round two, and the Avs and the Stars, which played last night, and the Stars ended up winning that game. Um, so they have a 1-0 oh, series lead against Colorado. We'll, we'll kind of just briefly go over it, and then we'll talk specifics. So what do you think about round one and heading into round two? Uh,
1: Mr. So Pucks. Round, thank you. Thank you for, you, thank you for the introduction. Um, <laughs> round one was pretty exciting, um, to say the least. Especially with everything going on with the Robin Round first and qualifying rounds, um, yeah. feels like feels like the first round is actually
0: no game seven hockey. Though.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's only best of five for the first round, which it's always no. It was a best seven. No, not for not for the first round.
0: Yeah, it was fr- oh, the first. The oh, first round is yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, best you're of seven. right.
1: My fault. I'm thinking yeah. players are winning games in game four and five, so I'm thinking uh, best of five. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game seven. Yeah, no game sevens. You no know, game sevens, um, interesting. But f- first round could kind of be like that. Uh, but overall, very, um, very surprised. Capitals got you know, just destroyed. I know the Islanders are a great team. They're some of the best skaters in the league. They're they remind me of the two thousand eighteen Capitals, or I think it was the two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen Lightning team where, what was it, last year they had like 109 points in the season, right? Before the, the Lightning playoffs. Yeah, They reminded me of that team a little bit, where they're kind of just pounding away game after game after game after game. They play, they're playing great hockey. The Flyers are matching up against them in the second round. I am actually nervous to play them, and I cannot believe I'm saying that, because this is a completely different team, 180 with Barry Trotz. But let's stay in the first round. The Flames and the Stars. I thought that was going to be a little bit better of a series if the Flames proved themselves to be the better team scoring, you know, seven goals in that last game that they won against the Flames. Um,
0: Every game of that series was incredible. The Flames and Stars. Yeah. It was like to score seven unanswered goals and then Mm -hmm. winning the series. Like it felt like. Most of those games were tied up in like the last thirty seconds, too, with like no goalie in net.
1: Yeah, I think some of these teams they just don't have the confidence in them that they're going to be any good, just because they made the
0: playoffs. I'm saying Matthew Kachuk was a big blow to the Flames, though. Like he's a he's an underrated player for that team.
1: Oh, he is. He's one of the best players in the league. But um, yeah, I mean, if there's one team. That you would hate to be a fan of. It's the Blue Jackets. Every year they do this. Every year they make the playoffs. The first team they play, they give them hell. Every single year, they they play their best hockey. They give it everything they got. Everything they got, but they just cannot win series. Um, so yeah. they unfortunately lost to Tampa and plenty of overtime games. Great series. Great series. Hurricanes sadly lost. The Carolina Hurricanes lost. The team that you bet against the Bruins, that was a pretty easy series for the Bruins. It seemed like four to one, but it was games like the last game was one to two. So, you know, another tough game for them. The Avalanche, that's my team for the Cup for the West, and they beat the Coyotes seven to one in the last game. So, a lot of high scoring games. Canucks, you're telling me a lot about the Canucks. I've been not watching that series at all, but from the way things are going, they seem like a pretty hot team. They're facing Vegas. Flyers and Canadians. Young. Younger team, right? Flyers yeah, and Canadians. They're very young. The Flyers and Canadians. That was a that was a great series. That reminded me a lot of like the nineteen seventies hockey between those two types of teams, where, oh, teams yeah. where it was just brutal, brutal, like some of the things, some of the plays that were happening and some of the penalties that you Some of the old time guys used to say, I cannot believe we're getting away with these things because they were just killing each other out there. It wasn't even hockey at some point. It was just kill the guy with the puck and it was brutal. That's literally how like seventies sixties hockey was uh, back then. And we saw a little bit of that between these two teams and it was exciting. Not maybe the most safe for the players. Of course, you know, bloody mouths and all this. Yeah, Gallagher broke his jaw. (laughs) Literally broke his jaw for a cross check, but Super exciting series. Flyers are going to be facing the Islanders in the um, second series. And, uh, yeah, it's overall uh great, um, great matchup. The Knights went against the Blackhawks. They did a nice job on them, as expected, especially with Marc-Andre Fleury in net. Um, you know, he, he's a true leader for that team. He wants to win. He said he wants to win. That's the only thing he's worried about is helping his team win. So well, he's not
0: even playing. It's Robin Leonard getting the start. Right.
1: I, I guess I meant to seem just meant to stay having him on the Yeah, team he's a doing a great job not being in the punch. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's doing a great job mm-hmm. being like the, in that backup role.
1: Exactly. And he's actually better off at as being the backup cuz I think the guys really respect him. They know how lighthearted he is, but they know that what he's been through and how many cups he's held and you, you look at that and you just realize you have that leadership on your team and it helps out tremendously. He doesn't even have to be playing, but as long as he's on the team for that support and that leadership to help out, it's essentially having like another coach on the ice uh, um, uh, for the team, I meant to say. But, uh, yeah, so the second round here we got the Bruins and the, uh, the Lightning is the first game up. Besides yesterday, actually, I'll go back to yesterday. We had the Stars in Avalanche in Game 1. The Stars winded up winning that game 5-3. to three. Very surprising how the Stars are starting to really turn it on this year. And they've been good for a while, but they've struggled a bit, really turned it on. Um, should be a very exciting series between these two teams as well. Hard fought. And now we got Boston and Tampa going head-to-head here. Going to be a very interesting series between these two teams. The fact that Boston keeps their game simple. Tape to tape, shot on net, control the puck. Tape to tape, shot on net. That's all it is. Hard game, no fancy passes, nothing crazy. Just pass the puck, shoot the puck. The Lightning, on the other hand, they're a little bit more. They look like they've been having a little bit of a hard time, kind of controlling the puck, and then also um, getting it to the net, of course. But see the uh, series is still early. They got to find their uh, their niche in this game, and then uh, see how see how it goes from there
0: they're still without Stamkos,
1: right? I don't think uh, I do believe so, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. Victor Hedman's back though. He was out for yeah, a bit. He's early he's on. been
0: he's been a good piece. And the Lightning mm-hmm. they, they got bigger bodies, so they should be able to handle Boston like better than what they right, would have fresh.
1: before. They're younger. Boston has a lot of age, they have a lot of experience, but they're still Boston they're well-balanced. Just,
0: Boston's well-balanced team.
1: They, they are. They're well-balanced. They kind of pick up just when they need to pick up. But like I said, yeah. nothing fancy. They just play their game. They play a hard game. They get the puck. They shoot it on net, that and that's it. There is no I think that series is going them. seven. I think that
0: series is definitely going seven games. I mean, they're, they're really well. Halak has been really good in net for the Bruins with Rask being out.
1: Yeah. I, I think the Bruins will take this series, honestly. If everyone stays healthy... I can't see the Bruins losing this. Although I am kind of, well, I wouldn't say against the Bruins, but I just don't think they have the juice. But they still have Char, They still have um, Bergeron. Bergeron they still have yeah. Marchand, and I mean these are guys that Pasta
0: knock the, man. You gotta get Pasta credit too.
1: Pasta, 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 and McAvoy. I mean, they're Duncan, Coyle. They just have a very well balanced team with um, a great coach. And it's just, it, it's hard to play Boston. It, it is hard to play this team. And the, the Tampa Bay Lightning is very talented, but I th- just think they have a hard time using their talent. They just don't look very, they just don't look smooth this year. They usually look very smooth, tape to tape. Just like I said, the Bruins were scoring the puck constantly, and they just don't look like they have that edge. They look like they lost that edge, almost like the Blues lost edge. their edge this year. But it's still early. We'll have to see what happens.
0: Yeah. Uh I'll just say something about that series. Vafsi has been outstanding in that for Tampa. That's pretty much to,
1: why. Coming down to goal 10.
0: Yeah. He he's been 10, amazing man. going up against Corpusala in that previous series. I mean, Corpusala has been awesome. Blue Jackets, man, they didn't have a lot of expectations this year for being a playoff team, but hats off to them. And Tortorella has got to be the coach of the year for that team. That team performed really well, way beyond expectations.
1: That and, is the hardest working team in the NHL yeah, playoffs. playoffs.
0: You, yeah. You got Folino, You got Seth Jones. You got a lot of Cam Atkinson, You got a lot of good pieces there. And they got a lot of room in the cap to go out and get a couple mm-hmm. more guys. And then also, Corpus Allo proved himself to be a legit goaltender. And you got two great ba- – like two great backups with Elvis Merzlikens and Corposalo between the pipes. That team is not it's, going away. They're pretty good.
1: It's a great. Oh, what effort. a
0: save by Vavsi! Oh my that? gosh! Yeah,
1: awesome save on like almost a breakaway. But that's what yeah. I'm being.
0: Vavsi, right there.
1: The uh, great patience, right? Let the let yeah. the shooter make the move first, and then the goalie goes second. Once the goalie goes, it's game over. But yeah, I mean. The, the Blue Jackets could have not got a better fit for John Tortorello to be their coach because that team is literally what he is, a maniac that's um, all gas, no brakes. And it shows. I mean, they gave it to the, the Lightning, although they wanted up only winning one game, but five overtimes, one overtime. You know, that's two games out of the five they played that it went to a brutal overtime. So I give it to him.
0: Yeah, and... Um... They're, they're going to get off season, I think, to make that work. But um, I'll say much about this about Vegas. Vegas is deep. They're a deep team, man. And Corey Crawford played really well for that series, too. He was pretty much standing on top of his head. The Blackhawks have a good combination of young guys with vets now. So they'll kind of ride that for a team that was kind of not expecting much. Um canucks i mean they just ran the blues into the ground they're a really fast team and it seemed like the blues were kind of tired i mean going to the cup and then going this year having a good year and then taking a lot off and then coming back into the bubble it takes it takes a lot for uh, a team playing that much hockey that's
1: and, why i kind of really don't understand how the blackhawks and the penguins two of the most iconic teams and in- Past twenty years in the NHL have been able to win back-to-back cups. Yeah, I know the Penguins did. I'm pretty sure the and
0: Boston to be a contender pretty much every year.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a different story, though. Contender versus Cup champ, no Stanley Cup champion. That's I understand completely what you're saying, and I I am totally on board with you with that because it's hard. It's very hard for these teams to make plays. I mean, look at the playoffs. Caps last
0: year. They were pretty tired in Game 7 in overtime mm-hmm. going against Carolina. It just felt like they kind of dragged out. Yeah. Oh, is Kucherov going to get this?
1: Just, oh, no. Boston just scored. Oh. Uh, One sh- minute and eight seconds in the first remaining.
0: Let me say this about my Capitals. They, they pretty much got their asses handed to them against the
1: Islanders. The Islanders pretty much
0: swarmed their top players. I mean, that's how the Islanders are going to play. They're a great defensive five on five team. They have sticks and bodies on everybody and they're a great neutral zone team. I mean, they blocked 31 shots in game five against the Capitals, which is a high number of blocked shots. And I mean, Todd Reardon. He's going to get the blame, of course. But like I said, it just like some sometimes the energy just looked like it didn't there. And now I don't know where the mindset was for the caps. But if I know the Capitals players like I do as a fan following them, like they actually legit tried and the Islanders did a great job of just shutting down uh, Mm -hmm. what the Capitals wanted to do best. It was it was really good Islanders compared to like poor caps. If people want to go with that route,
1: it was simply put that the Islanders created more opportunities for themselves that gave them better chances, therefore they yeah. won. That's really simply it. That's literally how they played their game. That's how they won their games. They drove the puck to the net every chance they could. They kind of killed them with speed. I think they figured out exactly, um, you know, how conditioned and how quick the Capitals really are, and then they used that to their advantage. And then they, they really – that's, I think, really what – what gave them that series win against the capitals. Yeah. Like you said, it, what's, it's going to happen is leaders and coaches and the captains take more of the share fair of, uh, of blame than anybody else in the team does, no matter what the situation is, because you're, you are the top guy. You, you know, you're the top guy, all eyes on you. That's just the way it goes. Um, obviously someone messes up. It's understood. And you know you you take your uh you take your blame and you move on, but the captains, the assistant captains, the coaches, they're it's going to be all eyes on them. So unfortunate for Todd, but always in a, always in a possibility. He'll get a job somewhere. Well. I mean,
0: look at how many guys got fired this year. I think that was like mm-hmm. what eight or nine guys. And right now, the cap's job looks like it's the best job on the market. I mean there's guys like Peter Laviolette out there, uh Garal Gallant. Just, I think Mike I think Mike Babcock's a bad fit. I saw his name getting tossed around today, but he wouldn't have fit it, for that team.
1: He would not fit for the Capitals and honestly, no. it would just it would just suck. It would honestly, it sucks as a Capitals um player that you have this guy Ovechkin on your team for such a long time then now they're almost at the end of the career and they're just getting coaching changes. It's almost like why don't you just Barry. promote o- Ovechkin to, to, to the coach? And, yeah. You know, Barry Trotz was
0: the guy, man. I mean, look at the handshake line. Those guys loved Barry uh, going through that line.
1: Smiles it's, on their faces. That's especially cups.
0: Ovechkin, Oshie, Ta- Tom Wilson. They were all talking up with like ba- Barry Trotz. He was the best guy. And now the Caps are like, oh, let's go spend money on one of these high-priced guys. Well, why what? didn't you spend money two years ago?
1: Why do you think Mike Babcock's not really doing that well and Barry Trotz is about to bring his team to a Stanley Cup almost? Honestly, I really think the Islanders will have a yeah. good chance. I, I, I'm serious. I think the Flyers. It matches up really well bad. with the
0: Flyers. The way they play, it matches up very well to beat the Flyers. It does.
1: It's, it's two the completely only thing, different styles. Yeah.
0: The only thing I'm concerned about for the Islanders is Varlamov. Like, granted, he's been really good this year um, in the bubble. But, like, before that, he, he kind of had an up-and-down season. Like, no Thomas Grice was, like, the backup. No talk of him coming in at all. And there was I mean, talk before the bubble. So, is Varlamov I mean, going to still play good and or not? I don't know. But, yeah, Islanders, skater-wise, yeah, they might, they might give the uh, Flyers a hard time.
1: And, I mean, <laughs> Carter Hart is the only goalie that's having back-to-back shutouts in a playoff game. So... I mean, that's another guy you really got to be able to shoot the puck well against and really find yeah. out his weaknesses, if he even has any. Because honestly, not just being a Flyers fan, he, he this guy is playing so well. I have not seen a goalie play for the Flyers like this in a long time. That
0: before. was a great uh, one-on-one matchup between Price and Hart, man. I mean, those mm-hmm. guys were Big incredible.
1: Respe- Big respect for each other. Price played great. Price got very lucky on a lot of saves, but... I mean, a save is a save. They both played great hockey. Um, it just comes down to uh, persistence, and the uh, the Flyers were just more pers- persistent. They really wanted. They know how hot they were this year, and they just. Gonna Did you see the one
0: time. crazy Carey Price stat for that series? That he allowed eleven goals, and six of them were like off his own deflections. team's reflections? Like that's a that's incredibly bad luck. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, but. Sometimes you need luck to win playoff games. I mean, look at the history of lucky teams in all leagues, the NBA with the Kawhi shot, NFL with like the, um, the David Tyree catch. You need luck to go your way in order to win championships. And, you know, yeah, luck sometimes really- isn't on your favor.
1: Yeah, you honestly really do. It really, really, really does come down to a lot of luck in, uh, in big-time games.
0: Oh, I'll say this for um, round two as I'll go with Tampa, um, in seven. I'll go with the ABS in six. Dallas has found their offense somehow, and it's incredible. Joe Pavelski has been a great addition for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think the ABS got a. They have a incredible offense, and they got good guys in their defense. It's just Drew Bowers the question the net. And he got hurt last game, I, I think. But I don't know how, how that's going to go forward. They got Francois in net too, as his backup. So I don't know if grooby's Grub, going to make it all the way through. But I'll go with the Avs. I'll go with Vegas. And that game, that game against the Canucks, that series, is just going to be fast-paced hockey all the time.
1: Yeah, it's typical old-school West Coast hockey. Dude, yeah. Watch those games.
0: Watch those games. They're going to be awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. That series and, is gonna be crazy.
0: Yeah, and as Speed-wise, far as the, I, yeah, as far as the Islanders and the uh, Flyers,
1: this is I, I know. Seven. I know Philly
0: like hates me when it comes to my Flyers predictions, but I I gotta go with the Islanders too. They're playing great hockey, and Matt Barzell has been scoring incredible goals. Well, Barzell you, is
1: awesome. I'll give you my honest opinion of how these teams are gonna stack up. So. Yeah. The Islanders have the better skating, but the Flyers just seem to have the puck stick to their, um, their stick the most. So the only way the Islanders are going to win is if they can control the puck more than the Flyers. They have got to take the, they gotta take the puck away from the Flyers because yeah. when the Flyers have the puck, and Ivan Proveroff Por- is behind that net, behind Carter Hart, and he starts up the play, you're almost guaranteed that there's going to be something going to happen for the Flyers, whether it's a face-off, draw on their offensive zone or a goal, deflection, drawing a penalty, whatever it is, something is going to happen for the Flyers that's going to be in their benefits. So first off, the Islanders want to win, take the puck away from them, and then they can go from there. The Flyers need to win by staying conditioned against this team because the Islanders can skate, bars all, and they have a lot of good talent on that team as well. So the Flyers got to make sure they're well rested, well hydrated. They got to make sure they're eating right, recovering right, because this Islanders team is gonna pound mm-hmm. away. I don't think so much physically, but I think just with speed and and uh, you know sticks and block checking. shots
0: and yeah, che- they're a
1: good forechecking team, dude. They're awesome. So the Flyers got to find their find their speed, but. As far as tape to tape with the Flyers, they know how to cycle the puck very, very well. So who knows? Game one may go to the Islanders because of their speed. Game two may go to the Flyers because of their stick handling and their skills. Who who knows what's really gonna happen? Are any player's gonna get hurt where there's gonna be, you know, missing pieces in the team. How are the goalies gonna match up against? Is one goalie gonna be more mentally fatigued than the other and shaken up? You know, you never know what's really gonna happen, yeah. but that's my prediction for those two teams.
0: One key note, though, is like the Islanders are a great 5v5 team. If they go in the box and they got to be on the penalty kill, I mean, the Caps had, out of all eight goals they scored in that series, five of them were on the power play. And I know Philly's power play has been really bad so far. Like, they haven't found any momentum. I think they only scored one on, like, 31 power plays. They need to step it up because that's how the Islanders um, – are vulnerable on
1: the power play. Well, the, the Flyers' power play has actually been very well. They scored when they got a. I I saw one
0: one for 31, though, as a stat. They only scored one power play goal from what I saw.
1: I don't know about that because they scored two back-to-back against the Canadiens. On the, on the major, right? On the yeah. major, yeah. They scored two back-to-back right away. And that's where I'm going back to that cycling is they just know how to get the – you're stronger as a team, simply put. And you saw it with your Washington Capitals-Stanley Cup team. Mm-hmm. They, the Flyers have that this year. And I'm, I'm a little afraid for any team that has to play them, although the Islanders are quicker. But the Flyers have that special, unique team bonding this year is where the puck is just going from flyer to flyer to flyer to in the net. And there has not been any other team that I've seen do this. Um, yes, it's somewhat comparable, but I really think the Flyers are doing it the best this year. So I would have to go, honestly, probably game seven, Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Well, the Flyers in their uh, regular season matchups against the Islanders, the Islanders won all four games. So it might, might be a great series. I'm going to say it's, gr- it's going to be a great series. Game one is going to be very interesting. That is tomorrow mm-hmm.
1: night, right? Yes, yeah. that will be that's tomorrow.
0: All right. Some NFL news. Earl Thomas had a hell of a freaking weekend. And so did the Ravens. Uh, he got into an altercation with a teammate that ended up uh, him getting sent home by Baltimore and Baltimore said they had enough. And so they released Earl Thomas this uh, morning at 11 o'clock, I think it was. And it was because of the altercation uh, he had on Friday. So his time in Baltimore has come to an end. Um, It was for personal conduct reasons, so that's going to hurt his pay for a little bit from the Baltimore side. Team's interested. It seems like the Cowboys are on top of things, and they're trying to get a deal done. Uh, Nothing yet has been announced, but it seems like the Cowboys are the most likely landing spot for Earl Thomas. I don't know if you guys caught that story about Earl, but Earl's had a hell of a 2020, so um, what say you?
2: What was the altercation yeah. and what was the... Um, what I was guess it? he got into a
0: fist fight with the safety for like some stupid read that ended up going for a touchdown, <laughs> and then he got sent home. They cut him today for personal conduct reasons. It's going to kind of hurt his uh, pay from Baltimore. I think the NFLPA is getting ready to file a grievance against it, but it's from what the team says, so that way they don't have to owe him 5 or $10 million or something like that.
2: So we got into a fight at practice? yeah huh. well, I think so the team's interest the is
0: cowboys, yeah they they need secondary help.
2: They need secondary help, and you know the cowboys and the Raiders are always willing to help out the team the guy that no other team wants to pick up because they seem to be a problem.
0: right, what about I mean, you We Ant? all
2: remember we all remember Earl Thomas giving the finger when he got carted off the field in Seattle,
1: <laughs> giving the bird to the bears. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know man just stop doing this stuff you know my thought get out there play your game stay humble work hard help your team win be a good person and then that's it you don't need to give the middle finger to people that essentially don't even matter to you in that sense and fight somebody and lose your job over it it's just People are letting their emotions get in, their way, in the way. I mean, look at Antonio Brown. We can go over this topic that we've been going over for such a long time. Is just, if it's a personal problem going on. Figure it out, fix it, seek the truth. Don't, don't want uh, you know, just hide everything in because it's not gonna help. And just get out there and help your team win. It's a, it's really, really simple. I'm sure, like I said, Belichick would not, you know. Give guys a hundred million chances to constantly keep getting it right when you're already a grown, grown man, and you know you should. You're, I say this all the time. You're a professional now, which means you're not a professional mm-hmm. football player, but you're an example for the youth. You're an example. Um, your last name also, as well, is a big thing. You're representing your family, your friends. It's more than just the game of football or whatever it is. It's, it's just simply you need to. Keep your head down, stay humble, work hard, and then just keep doing that. Be a leader.
0: Yeah, he's had a hard time going into Baltimore. From what He had a good year last year, um, joying well with that team. And unfortunately, you live and you learn. So exactly. wherever he goes, uh, he's definitely going to sign somewhere. So he, he's a big talent. It's just... Cowboys have cap room to sign him. I saw the Niners and the Texans were interested, like one of those teams. So
1: he's definitely going to be
0: on the team uh, I wish, in the next couple hours or days.
1: I wish guys would get drafted to teams by which in which they think they'd be a good fit for with by the people. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, let's say I don't know. Let's think of a player uh, like. Think. It, how do you think Tom Brady would play under Sean um, Sean McAvoy? Do you think that would be like a good mix?
0: Sean McVay, McAvoy. Yeah,
1: McAvoy. I'm talking too much hockey today. <laughs> 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 McVay, Sean McVay.
0: You're Mr. Pucks you're, you're, for a reason.
1: Exactly. I'm thinking, but no. Think about a young coach, right, with ton of energy, and now you're talking about Tom Brady, who, who pretty much controls the show in a sense. You know, would that be a good fit, do you think? So, what I'm getting at is draft players to teams in which there's coaches that are going to be supportive of the players and vice versa. Look at Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like I said before, he just kind of lets him just go out there and play, and therefore it's working. You don't need to govern people so much. And it just, there needs to be that connection um, with your players and, and that trust. I think it, just players need to be drafted on, obviously, being a good fit. Mm-hmm. But obviously being able to have a relationship um, with the coach and with the other staff and know that you know you actually care about your players and you care about your coaches and therefore you're going to be willing to do whatever you, you can for them and you're going to put your you know all your problems to the side for your team because you know these people are actually, excuse me, actually here for you.
0: Um, Minnesota Timberwolves won the NBA draft lottery. They have the number one overall pick. Um, That NBA draft is on October 16th. The frickin' Knicks got screwed again. They're picking eighth overall for just being so bad. They get so screwed every single frickin' time. So hard. I I just want to see the Knicks be successful at least, like, one year. It would be fun to live in the city where a good basketball team lies. But I guess, yeah, I got to go for that. By the time that happens, you'll probably be moved out
2: of the city.
0: Yeah, probably. Right. (laughs) Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has just been lighting it up for the Padres. Uh, he, there was some controversy between him hitting a home run on quote-unquote unwritten rule where it was th- a 3 nothing count and he just swung and it went up being a homer and they were already winning 7 to nothing. His manager wanted him to apologize. I, I think it's a complete dud, but
1: it doesn't really matter.
0: Run? So they were up 7 nothing. He was up at the plate. It was three balls, no strikes. He swings and he ends up connecting it, and it ended up being a home run. And I guess like there's an unwritten rule where you don't swing at a three nothing count when it's a blowout, but he did, and like the Rangers were pissed. The Rangers pitcher, the very next uh, batter, he threw at him, kind of saying a warning shot that he didn't appreciate
1: it. Man, hold on. Go, go yeah. back one second. Sorry. You said that there's an unwritten rule that if they're blowing the team out and it's a 3 0, what? That you shouldn't swing? Count.
0: Yeah. It's a 3 okay. 0 count and you shouldn't swing. It's stupid. Why? It's an unwritten rule for a reason because it's a dumb rule. That's but, stupid. Yeah. It's baseball. Baseball, you know, baseball has so many unwritten rules when it comes to conduct and shit, like
1: too. Like backflip and all that. Like, yeah. I mean, look, man, you. <sighs> got it. Exactly. It's too much hand-holding. It's too much hand-holding. It's too much I, I this, I that. It's too soft. Like, I just can't take it. Can't do this. No hockey team or whatever football teams are going to be like, you know, I think, I think we're good. I think, uh, I think we should go enough goals. I, uh, I think we should stop playing. I think uh, everybody should go on the bench and drink a lot of water. And uh, yeah, just let the time run out. I think there's like a, a right and wrong way of doing things, you know? And, and if you're losing by 15 runs, then let it show that your team sucks and they should actually try to work a little bit harder or let it be an eye opener to say, you know, we gotta start let's learn from this and let's let's turn this thing around instead of saying, Oh, don't hit hit the ball. Like why are you pitching then? Just don't pitch. Yeah, yeah
2: that's, that's 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 pretty that's pretty stupid. I'd be like, What do you what do you want me to apologize for? Your team sucking?
0: Baseball is built on analytics. Say he swings, he strikes out. Like it kind of hurts when it comes to contract negotiations or whatever his stats. Like I'm a, if I'm up there, it's three nothing. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. I got an insurance strike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking like, too much into it. I'm just thinking it's baseball. I need to hit the ball. That's the objective. Hit the ball and get run. Yeah. Right. I'm not thinking about this stuff and it's not like you're hurting anybody. I just, personally, that sounds so soft.
0: Yeah, that's why baseball is losing losing viewers and ratings all the time. You got stupid unwritten rules. The game is so much slower with all these pitching changes and stuff. Now, granted, the league is trying to get better at that, but the players are kind of just whining about it. But it doesn't matter. Like, he made him go apologize at a press conference for doing that. I'm not apologizing for that. It's another home run in my favor.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. There's no reason to apologize for playing the game.
0: I would do it again if I was him. Be like three nothing, and we're up by twelve. All right, I'm gonna swing. See, see if I can connect on this ball. Get another home run in here. Get a nice paycheck. I,
1: I know this is kind of. Some people will probably say, "Oh, well, no, things have to change." But oh, well, you don't get I'm, the game. What? I'm, I'm I'm just thinking about how things were back then where everybody was just very, very rugged in a sense in a good way. Yeah. Back then when
0: everyone was eating hot dogs before they went up the bat, no drinking a pint in the dugout.
1: I I understand times that the world has become a better place. So whatever needs change needs change, but I don't believe everyone should have their hand held every second of their living life. You know, I think people need to get gritty and they need to, they need to stay tough and you know, we need that. And I don't like this whole, oh, don't hit the ball because, you know, we're already up three. Like, it's your job to hit that ball out of the park, I would think. Yeah. I don't know, man it's different like if it's if it's if it's something that matters big time that needs to be fixed like there's harassment going on in the locker room like that's not going to be tolerated you know that stuff's going to be shut down immediately and you're going to get either kicked off the team if I'm the coach or the gm or you're going to have a good talk and you got to get this fixed or you know you got to get a second chance or not second chance but a third chance somewhere else because second chances should be given but I don't know. I just don't. I just think that's too soft. I just. I don't understand it at all.
0: You imagine an unwritten rule in the NFL? It's like completes a fifty-yard touchdown pass. Oh, I don't like how he threw that touchdown pass when we were <laughs> up forty-nine to seven. Exactly, imagine if Ohio yeah. State started lighting up when they were blowing out Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like that's what yeah. that's what it and pretty it,
1: much would be. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much is, and it's complete opposite. With that, is like you, it's all gas till the clock is out. Until the clock's out, with that game, Ohio State this year said they wanted to put hundred points up on them after uh, Jim Harbaugh said something about them. But I didn't really catch too much of the story. Yeah, but just
0: run up the score. What's wrong with running up scores?
1: To me, man, it just shows that the team wasn't prepared. Simply yeah. put, if you can score hundred points in somebody on a, in a football game, and it's not Florida A and M, you know. Ohio state versus uh, Arkansas community college, then obviously, you know, the other team is not doing something right.
0: If I'm the manager of that, like the Padres, I would be like, yo, dude, send this guy back to the minors, like swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send him back to the Arlington, uh, lobsters, Arlington
1: uh, chicken nuggets. <laughs>
0: Other baseball news, uh, the World Series MVP, Steven Strasburg, will be out for the rest of the season. He had uh, some complications with his right wrist. He had a procedure on it, so he is done. He's shut down for the 60-game season. Nats have been kind of struggling this year, but it's a big blow for um, Strasburg not to be in that lineup, especially with Schwarzer. So I'm fortunate for him. Um, Kind of a light week. There's a lot of hockey and stuff going on. Um what else? Not really anything else that I can think of. Just a lot of NBA NHL playoff action.
1: hmm It's pretty much majority right now. Yeah.
0: Oh, the Chiefs had uh, fans in training camp this afternoon.
1: The fans in training camp?
0: Yeah, they they held a um a practice at Arrowhead and they let fans attend. Oh,
1: it. oh I see. I thought you meant yeah. like Fans in training camp, meaning for COVID, like they have to go through a training camp to enter the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I could see that happening with them. Oklahoma drill right now. Yeah. Okay, five guys go in. Five guys stay back. Here we go. Three, two, one.
0: All right, boys. No crying. Saddle up, boys. Saddle up. (laughs) Oh, Bayern Munich won the UEFA Champions League in soccer. One zero. Congratulations.
1: Indy 500 happened, golf, NASCAR.
0: Kobe Bryant's birthday. Happy birthday, Kobe Bryant.
1: Kobe Bryant. Yes. Like,
0: like Kobe. Anything else, fellas? Oh, we got an update on that Raptor game. It's a blowout. 150
1: to 122. Boston scored again as well. It's 2 0, Bruins. Oh, man.
0: You know what hockey? 3 nothing lead. It's just equivalent as like the 28-3 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl. You don't mm-hmm. want a 3-0 lead in playoffs. <laughs> but
1: Depends with Anything
0: else? Yeah, true. Anything else, fellas?
1: I think that's really it. It's NASCAR.
0: No Giants hype from training camp? Daniel Jones looks pretty
2: strong, but we'll see when the season comes around.
0: Tom Brady had a nice pass to Gronk. They tweeted out a video. I saw that.
1: Yeah, it was a nice pass. Looked like it can even happen.
0: Yeah. It was you great. Know? It's great seeing like all these teams like tweeting out like videos of them at training camp, man. I, I love it when football season's right around the corner. Because it literally is one of those sports where every single fan base feels like they have a chance of winning the Super Bowl. Besides if you're a Jaguars fan. But yeah. <laughs> or Jets fan. Or Jets. Or NASCAR. What's up? Or NASCAR. Posternock had an absolute good goal right there. All right. right. Go for it, Mr. Pucks.
1: Alright. Off to trailer bill. Mr. You're Pucks
0: right. is on the racetrack.
1: <laughs> We're currently on the racetrack. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention actually, the track broke today. Did you see that? What? The racetrack broke
0: you mean the waste track broke like
1: like the asphalt melted the asphalt <laughs> broke like it literally broke like you had to bring tools out and fix it oh I so don't know a pothole uh, i don't even know if it was a pothole it was like a big crack i don't know what no. happened to it but they literally had to stop the uh the race red flag and repair the repair the road but then they picked back up at dover international speedway in delaware 311 laps a lot of laps but it's only a mile each lap so um cool video we also posted to our page today about um the inside look on nascar drivers and the g-force they go through and you know how mentally tough they have to stay throughout that race the whole time how exhausting it is that's pretty interesting so we posted that you can check that out but today's winner today no surprise again if it's not the number nine car Or or if it's Denny Hamlin, it's Kevin Harvick in first place. Martin Truex Jr. climbing back up at second place. Jimmy Johnson actually third place. And I always like to give the fourth and fifth uh, standing as well, which is William Byron, one of your dad's favorites. And then Alex Bowman, number 88, car number five. So that is that for NASCAR. The day before at Dover, Denny Hamlin took that. Truex came in second, and then Kyle Bush came in third, followed by Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott. And then next week, we're at Daytona. This is going to be an exciting race. It's a nice nighttime race, obviously, at Daytona International Speedway, one of the best tracks in NASCAR. 730 NBC, 160 laps, 2.5 miles each lap. It's a long track, always an exciting one. And our defending champ is Justin Haley. I've never heard of this guy. But uh, yeah, so stay tuned. You don't,
0: you don't have any uh, Indy 500 breakdown?
1: Nah, I didn't really catch that. What? Didn't really see much of that. No, I thought you you were the guy that took care of it. Trailerville
0: right? covers everything racing, though.
1: Nah, right? Not I was on Bassmaster. They had Bassmasters uh, Elite on today, so I was watching that. Oh yeah, Trailer Wheel definitely
0: covers Bassmasters. Yeah, they, I, I forgot John that Cox, part.
1: John Cox <laughs> had the most fish weighing at the most weight.
0: What do you catch?
1: Bass, dude. <laughs> what do you think? Well, it's Bassmaster.
0: Nah, I'm asking how up. big, dude.
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't get to see him fish. I was watching two other guys fish. Boy, you were watching? Him. <laughs> they were doing a side by side. Yo, That's brown trout
0: can get massive. Brown trouts can get huge. They could get like <laughs> twenty Co- to thirty pounds. I I'm don't know it was
1: like John Cox fishing Elite Bassmaster 2019 Open Season, but I, I don't know. I don't know what uh what size it was, but I don't know. I was watching a little bit of it, though. Couldn't report too much.
0: Yeah, Montana. You could pull out a brown trout and it could be like 15 to 20 pounds.
1: That's for well, I'm pretty sh- sure they do this by um, like by how many fish you catch and then they weigh them all together, I think.
0: Oh, so they weigh like the box or whatever?
1: They weigh yeah uh, your live well. there. pretty much weigh all of them. But wait, trout what size?
0: Like they can In get to like water? fifteen to twenty pounds. Yeah,
1: wow, that's
0: can get big. huge, dude.
1: You do a bit of trout fishing out there. With when up? I was
0: young, yeah, yeah, you could find a lot of good fish out there, man. Walleye,
1: like, like rainbow trout,
0: rainbow brown, brown so ones are the, the biggest one
1: ones. The brown rainbow, tr- um the brown trout some of them i've seen are like the size of your upper body some of them
0: yeah they can get massive
1: you can't keep those though right
0: uh i think you can yeah
1: if you have a permit is that good eating fish oh yeah it is oh yeah it looks like Season,
0: season it and put it on the grill
1: i just feel like i wouldn't i wouldn't eat fresh water i don't know that's just like Salt water is different. There's so many in the in the ocean, but it's fresh. I don't know. I just feel you like there's not
0: as many. you got to season it well for fresh water. You do Salt a little water fly fishing? Has, or? Uh, you could. I never fly fish. Fly fishing is so hard.
1: Because that's what they were doing out there, fly fishing in that like, very shallow water. Yeah.
0: Dude, I don't know if you uh keep up with Jeff Fisher ever since he got fired, but Jeff Fisher is a big fisherman out in Montana. I think he has a house out there.
1: Did you see uh Mike? Mr Richards? Seven and nine. You. I tagged you in one from the uh, Mike Richards, the old Flyers captain. He used to play, and he won the cup with the Kings like the year later he got he got uh, drafted to the team or not drafted
0: Wasn't but he on the Rangers?
1: No, no, just the Flyers but he and was the on the, the
0: Rangers at one point.
1: They so the Flyers the Flyers got rid of him and Jeff Carter. So the Flyers
0: Who you Jim at, Jackson?
1: Yeah. And the Flyers are up by two goals. How about it? So the
0: Flyers are on the power play by Papa John's. That's literally.
1: And the Flyers
0: score for a taste of tasty cakes,
1: or what? A case of tasty cakes. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I never did fly fishing, so
0: it's so hard.
1: Yeah.
0: It takes a lot of practice. I gotta say that. Because you're you're fishing in the shallow creek. Mm-hmm. Um, there were
1: a couple dudes fly fishing down in Carolina when I was there on a golf course. we were, Carolina, we were. yeah. We were golfing on a golf course. There's these two dudes on the opposite. They were both like buddies. They're with each other, like older guys. But one this was like during sundown or uh, sunset. There was two dudes on the opposite side of the lake. One on one side, one on the other, and they were fly fishing in a lake. It was like a pretty decent sized lake, but it was on a golf course. You don't, don't do know. it in a lake. They—that's where they were doing yeah. it. It's kind of like a free for all. More for
0: like—it's more for like creeks and rivers. Mm-hmm.
1: Fish. Exactly. Yeah. Like because really
0: the water shallow,
1: flows. Yeah, really shallow water. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see that Mike Trout card?
1: Yeah, it sold for like three million dollars.
0: It's incredible.
1: Yeah. I actually had somebody buy your card, I think, for like 4.2 million at Bloom, but I don't know where that card's at <laughs> now.
0: Why didn't you make me sign it?
1: <laughs> I would have signed I it. Saw- it would have been a lot more. I, me and Brandon signed it and we sent it out. I signed your first name, you signed <laughs> your last. and it sold for like, what, 4.5 mil? If, you, if you're listening, let us know. We want to know who has that card
0: Bloom rookie card. <laughs>
1: yeah, Wes,
0: freshman Wesley, card.
1: Freshman card, yeah. You have like a
0: daddy-daddy helmet? Yeah, like the sports card industry. It's How does insane. so
1: for so much. I don't understand the value of that. What the perfect or I whatever? Just, help me understand the value of sports cards.
0: Sports memorabilia, dude. I don't know. Especially baseball cards. Base- baseball cards are incredible.
1: It's not like it's constructed or anything, like a car. A Rolls-Royce is pretty much handmade. I understand yeah. why it's expensive, but. It's a piece of paper with your picture on it. Well, well I mean you're not even the paper. four point five million, but we're all just just the
0: collectible I industry. See that money, dude. Where's my yeah. money?
1: Hey, me, and Brando, me and Brando, we're like below average guys out here. This guy's sitting on four point five million on a rookie card.
0: What is it? You're, uh, <laughs> elementary, <laughs> your elementary,
1: elementary uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basketball your rookie card for that
0: on the back side of the um, card it says uh, five points per game
1: No nah, me and First Brandon had, me and Brandon had to be on one card because they, they, we weren't good enough, so I was on, on <laughs> the front and Brandon was on the back
0: That's funny. cards, cards yeah I have un, I don't understand it.
1: I but don't either. People
0: go, people go nuts for it.
1: there was another card. it was the Connor McDavid draft card or rookie card and lebron james
0: rookie card too
1: a hundred thousand dollars or something i don't know how much lebron james one sold for i'm sure sold sold for like
0: 2.3 million
1: that's insane <sighs> that's it had crazy. like a piece
0: of the jersey cut out into it it was, it was one of those cards
2: i have an Allen iverson card it's got like a piece of his jersey in it but it's not his rookie card or anything i actually have an Allen iverson uh high school jersey too
1: you still like the old AI Seventy Sixers jerseys? Mm. That logo,
0: the black ones.
1: They had like the basketball with the 76 Sixer.
0: Oh, uh, with it was the just basketball 76ers. going through
1: it. Yeah, and it was like ma- it was like Magic. Yeah, yeah,
2: those are those were cool jerseys. I like those too. Like very
1: original, old school. I wish. Yeah, now you, just have, you yeah. just have Filla. You just
0: have Phila on the jersey, mm-hmm. yeah, or just
1: Sixers. Doesn't it say Sixers? No. The I think it's just Phila. Filla. Filla? and
2: the red ones say Sixers.
1: Oh, okay. If that's... I don't know. I like the old one, 76ers.
0: The NBA, they had ah. the best throwback uniforms, man. I mean, like, they they literally got great uniforms and switched it to, like, ugly ones. Like, the Utah Jazz ones with the mountain on it, they ended up switching it to what? It's like orange and like gradient red. It, it just right doesn't look right.
2: Yeah, they're they're wearing them right now. It looks like a fucking uh, summer popsicle. Red
0: yeah, it looks like yellow. the Lion King oh, opening. That's what it is.
2: I think my favorite uniforms were the old Denver Nugget uniforms. Or
0: baby oh, blue. Oh, with the uh, no, with the rainbow ones, right?
2: Not those. Um, Weren't they baby blue? Yeah, the baby blue ones. I think they have the mellow. Like, yeah, like the 05, 06.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I like those. And
0: uh, Baby blue Charlotte with the Hornets. yellow, yeah.
2: The Charlotte Hornet throwbacks I like, too. Dude,
0: yeah. I like the, um, what was it? Oh, man, I can't think of it right now. The Raptor one is sick. Every time they bring those out, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, I have a Vince Carter throwback. The purple the ones. one with the Raptor on it? Yeah, that's the one I have. yeah.
0: There's just been so many good ones. Ah, Memphis. Charlotte I is like good. Memphis oh, Memphis. Jersey. Yeah, it that's what I was thinking a- of. The Vancouver Grizzlies. The Mike yeah. Bibby era. Yeah,
2: those are fucking
0: nice. That should be their primary look. Now it's just like a weird, like, Navy and baby blue combo now.
2: Yeah, a lot of the jerseys are stupid. They are. Like Houston just as like H-Town. Phoenix, too. Phoenix UK used to have an
0: model. awesome jersey.
2: I think every team's throwback jersey. Every team has a nice throwback jersey. I
1: see the NHL Winter Classic ones.
0: Yeah, but like sometimes those ones can be like iffy. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Seattle Supersonics.
0: Supersonics, yeah. Supersonics is awesome. Which now with the Seattle team for the NHL, you would think that the Supersonics are coming back soon, right?
2: That would be cool. Yeah.
0: In the Climate Change Amazon Arena by Jeff Bezos. Yeah. yeah. can't
1: yeah, believe that guy Jeff. owns that rink.
0: He owns the arena, not just the rink.
1: Well, the arena, obviously, is what I mean.
0: I think it's just the
1: naming rights. Oh, he don't own the team? No, some other dude. No, just, yeah, just the arena. Uh, I thought he owned the team, too. No. Attention
0: all athletes if you <laughs> want to <a> transition. <laughs> if you're looking <laughs> to get some recognition into your athletic career, go to our, go to our website and check out Elite Junior Profiles. It's a platform where you can make an athletic profile for coaches searching for talent. doesn't matter what sport you play. Elite Junior Profiles is here to help you get the recognition you need to get to the next level. Yeah, any, any last thoughts, though? That was a good
1: show. Killed about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, not really. I think you. Uh, I think we. Bought we. Uh, we did a nice job.
0: We go next week, and then we're a week away from football.
1: Can't wait! Oh my gosh, I'm, I we don't made think I'm through. gonna watch any football this year. Honestly, I'm oh so no, pissed. Big Ten. You're not even no, gonna I'm watch so SEC, the Pac-12, my Ducks, and the Big Ten, my Buckeyes, both canceled, and now the NFL. I don't look. We're bench benchroses. Like a... I used to love the NFL. I just, I just can't. I don't know. I just, I just don't have an interest in the NFL anymore. When I don't you know, the game with NFL. Just changed,
0: it was the Braxton Miller just... that killed it for you. Yeah, Not really, the just on had...
1: squad. Somebody had hopes and dreams and just died out. Disappointment, Braxton.
0: You still got no, Big Twelve, should... ACC, and uh, SEC for right now.
1: I'm gonna be like a South Carolina Gamecocks fan, I guess. Because they're honestly one of the good teams in the SEC that always puts up a good fight.
0: Cancocks are, like, average.
1: Yeah, but they put up a good fight against Bama.
0: They do. The one Very game a year. Fight. And then they get destroyed by Clemson every single year after that.
1: Mm-hmm. Just the way she goes. And then North Carolina almost beats Clemson. She so.
0: It is the way she goes in uh, college football, honestly.
1: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> the way she goes. <laughs>
0: One you year mean? you're one, nine and one, and then goes. the next year you're one and nine. It's the way she goes, Some, man.
1: Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. What do you mean? <laughs> it's the I way said, she goes. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't.
0: If I was a shooter in the NBA, that would be my press conference every single time. If they were like, "Hey, how come you didn't hit that shot with uh, twenty <laughs> seconds left?" It's the way she goes, man. I don't know. It,
1: if I did interviews, I would. <laughs> I would love to be. I would, I would love to just keep it as simple as I can, like a Bill Belichick type of response. Like, yeah, we went out there, played hard, but uh, it was just the way she goes.
0: Or like Tortorella. She's like, yeah, I agree.
1: Is that how he does his interviews?
0: <laughs> yeah, go watch some of his press conferences. It's awesome. Sure. He's just like, well, what do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've heard him say <laughs> that. Nick Saban. Nick Same is like, we just didn't get the ball. There's nothing we could have done. We didn't get the ball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you remember when it was between Coke. Jalen Hurts and uh, Tua, the controversy there? And I think he like blew up on Mariah Taylor. <laughs>
1: She's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> She's like one of the best ESPN announcers, and he blew up on her.
0: Yeah, he was like, "Well, I don't know. They both play great. They're gonna keep beat going. And I don't know why you keep asking me, but they're pretty awesome. So uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna make a decision or tell you anything. So quit asking."
1: That's literally how he talks. <laughs> He's like, "They're both good players. I don't know why you gotta keep asking me. I come here, you ask me the same question, same questions yeah. every time. I'm, I'm telling you, I this is what it's about. We cannot. I we gotta see how they both play. All right."
0: Oh, brother. All right, guys, we're kind of goes. rambling on. The way she goes, we'll we'll end this for her. So uh that's all the time we have today. We thank you for joining. <laughs> if you have any suggestions for us going forward, or any comments of any sorts, like give us your best Nick Saban or John Tortorella uh, soundbite. So like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros. Check out our website at BenchBuzzSports.com. Go ahead and check out Thrive Fantasy and Lead Junior Profiles while you're at it, too. Use promo code Benchpress for those. Uh, we keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on our social pages. So go ahead and follow us on those. So that way you can keep up with all the sport headlines and the latest NHL and NBA playoff action. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. Again, thanks for checking us out and listening, Brandon. And last words. Fantasy's
2: right around the corner. Um, I know Anthony is a huge NFL fan and a huge football fan. He's going to be providing you guys with an hour-long podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: all Fantasy, by myself.
2: NFL and then why Tua is going to be the number one
1: quarterback in the league this year. Uh, I will <laughs> do. I will do an NFL Insiders Coaches Corner. How about that? <laughs> you guys can take the whole, whole uh, you know player type thing. I'll do the coaches' corner.
0: No, we you know what we should, do? we should have Ant be on an hour long and like promote it to where it's like, oh, the best and deepest NFL dive into like the hottest topics go around in the world of the NFL. It's like how locker rooms go and everything. And it's just Ant sitting there just like uh NFL is uh I don't know.
1: Uh, uh just
0: a whole hour of that.
1: <laughs> NFL is uh NFL is good and uh yeah.
0: I actually like the fantasy idea. You got to do an hour podcast about NFL fantasy.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I love college. I'm telling you, I used to love the NFL. It was my number one sport. But then ever since I got into college and hockey, it was completely different.
0: Who should I draft in the fifth round, T.Y. Hilton or Keenan Allen? (laughs) Anthony, (laughs) go.
1: Uh, You guys should do uh, T.Y. Hilton just because he's uh, got better long-term speed and he can get in the end zone, (laughs) which he actually can. So, yeah, go T.Y. (laughs) Keenan Allen's got great footwork, though. Great analysis. So many guys have great footwork in the NFL now.
2: Should I go Peyton Manning
1: or Eli Manning this season? You should probably go Peyton Manning because the guy has won a Super Bowl, and Eli Manning has won a Super Bowl, too. So, yeah. Chad Pennington
0: or Vinny uh, Testaverde for my
1: backup (laughs) spot. Uh, Um, I really like Vinny Favre. Um, He's a great player, and he's uh, got a good arm. Vinny Favre. Yeah, he should definitely be your starter.
2: Okay, so one more question. Sure. Odell Beckham Beckham or Jarvis Landry for quarterback this year? Start him.
1: Well, Odell Beckham. No, kicker. For kicker. Okay, yeah, sure, for kicker. So Odell (laughs) Beckham's got two legs, and so does Jarvis Landry. So I think that. Um, you know, you cannot go wrong with either one this year. Jarvis well, um, is a
0: left footer. Odell's a righty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, way she goes, that, that might
0: be tough.
2: I mean, I know it gets windy there in Cleveland. Um, so I think a, a right footer might be your best bet. Lefties 10 I would to free, say, though.
1: I would say get the kicker that has the best chance of kicking the ball. Cause that's really going to give your team the advantage.
2: Whoever's get the a right kicker with a day. foot. Yeah, definitely definitely get a kicker with a foot and at least five toes on one side. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boys, you know some of these announcers, though, or some people that you talk to, you hear that stuff. It's like, yeah, Booger
2: gonna a, one of them.
1: who do you think going to have a better game today, <laughs> Eli Manning or Peyton Manning? He's like, well, you know, Peyton Manning, he's got a good arm. He can really see the field well. But Eli Manning has a good arm. He can see the field well as well. So, you know, it's going to be a close one. That no, was no, the,
0: the John is- Madden to a peak, too. <laughs> I was know.
1: John Madden?
0: Oh, yeah. man.
1: He would be like, like well, they're either
0: going to run it or pass it here, Al. He stupid. would literally say that.
1: Or Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan was more worried about his cheesesteak. Nah, you
0: that? Rex, Ryan, Rex Ryan would be like, yeah, I could kick the living shit out of Belichick right now if we would fist fight. Oh, my <laughs> God.
1: Belichick would be like, uh, yeah, we just haven't evaluated this situation. Rex just wants we'll to fight to everybody. Rex Ryan's so a pissed off guy. So he'd be like, like, yeah, I could kick off. his
0: ass right there.
1: Rex Ryan's always pissed. He, he would probably be like a great um, like NHL coach. I could see Rex Ryan behind the glass. Nick,
0: you know, he's a big baseball guy. Yeah. He can't be a baseball, baseball manager.
2: manager. He could hit some balls, I'm sure.
0: Imagine oh, him free. arguing with the ump. <laughs> hey, what the hell was that, ump? Or oh, Blue?
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about it, there? Oh, that's ben?
0: bullshit. <laughs> Let's go be a damn
2: snack. Hold on. I'll do a quick Booger, Booger McFarland announcement. oh Uh-oh. Well, John, that was a great catch. I mean, he's got five fingers on one hand, five fingers on the other hand. So, yeah, you'd expect him to catch the ball. <laughs>
1: Like, you're getting paid for this? There's no analysis, (laughs) here. Really?
2: Well, the defense is loaded heavy right, so they really need to run the ball to the left. Now, watch this. They're going to run the ball to the left.
1: (laughs) Or I like when Tony Romo, he calls the plays like, all right, they're in shotgun formation. He's going to now snap the ball, fake pump to the right. Then, uh, you know, blah, 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 whatever's going to go up the sideline 10 yards. They're going to do a quick out. Watch this. And they hikes in literally the whole thing happens.
2: Yeah, because that motherfucker's got a mic in the huddle. He
1: he, he literally always announces everything right.
0: What? Oh, oh, yeah. Lou Holtz, Tony too. Roma. Don't forget about Lou Holtz. don't tell you that the Notre Dame not doing their job
1: what did oh lou holtz was giving a speech on like you having people having problems he's like
2: you know if you have
0: problems you just keep them to yourself because half the people are actually happy you have them so you might as well not the people anybody you have them all right that was then that was ant we're gonna end on that note that's the show we'll see you later we out